Welcome back, Eczema Parent Warriors. Today I'm talking to Rachel Fernandez, host of the Stress to Refresh podcast to go over practical things that you can do to give yourself some love this Valentine's Day. These practical solutions will help you face the demanding job that is taking care of your sweet littles and help decrease your stress and anxiety surrounding their condition. At the end of the day, stress is a big eczema trigger, so it's worth employing some simple and practical strategies to lower your feelings of stress and anxiety. Your sweet babes deserve the best of you and they take on the energy that you're putting out there. But don't stress about that. Just employ these practical tips to assist your adrenals, get the sleep you need, and allow your body to feel safe. Let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Eczema Kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra. I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids. I want to help you right now. And my eczema free framework is yours as soon as you click the button. I'm here for you to help you implement anything and everything that you learn and read within the framework. You can read through it, digest it in your own time and talk to me about really making these steps work for you and your family. You've tried the creams and you've gone to see the doctors, but it isn't working. You need to change course or you wouldn't be here. Let me help you. You will get results an actual transformation in way less time than by doing this on your own. I know because this framework is the result of years of reading and experimenting thousands of dollars on testing and doctors and creams and supplements that didn't move the dial. Let me streamline this process for you so you can give your kids the gift of clear skin, restful sleep, and yourself the peace of knowing that you are truly healing their bodies, not just band-aiding the condition with topical treatments. I know you're tired. Let me help you. eczemakids.com slash work with me. I'm here for you and I'll see you there. Rachel, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to Eczema Kids. Thanks for having me, Andrew. I'm super excited about our conversation today. Me too. Well, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do. Sure. Um, so I, I like to refer to myself as the messy bun wearing work at home mom to two under three. And really my passion is helping women um, heal their anxiety by really nourishing their bodies, creating systems of self-care and really finding joy in a faith mindset. And what really kind of got me on this path was I have dealt with just a lifetime of anxiety and stress. And when it started affecting our journey to get pregnant, it caused a miscarriage in my life. You know, I kind of had a mental breakdown following that. I really dove into holistically healing the body and what we could do holistically for my anxiety, as opposed to just kind of accepting that it was going to be like that forever. And as I dove into that holistic world, I just fell in love with how much 
how beautiful our bodies are and how God has made them, the way that they are just complex and intricate and things that we women just aren't taught growing up. And so now I share that with other women, especially moms who, you know, we go into child, you know, having having kids and everything is everything seems stressful in a lot of ways. But there are some really powerful tools that we can use as moms to support our bodies and help heal that anxiety response by really healing our bodies from the root. And um, I know you're really familiar with how we heal bodies from the root because, you know, you help moms do that with their kids. And so I kind of do the same thing on the mom side and teach them how to support their bodies holistically and really you know, step outside of that anxious mom, stressed out mom narrative that I think we all kind of accept as normal sometimes and realize that there are really practical, easy ways to, you know, get out of that and to really support your body physically that will help you mentally in so many ways. You know, my audience really needs that. And yeah, it sounds like, I mean, of course it does that this journey mirrors the same kind of healing journey for eczema or anything else for that matter. I mean, our bodies are built and made to be well. And that was really the genesis of this podcast is like me taking my kiddos into the doctor and they're being told, well, this is a chronic condition. You know, there's not a lot you can do outside of bleach baths and steroids and things like that. And I just knew that there was a better way. And I love that you're here showing up for mom's normal parenting and the job and the home and all the things is a lot. And then when you take into account, you know, caring for a sick child. And even just, I find like, even just when one of my kids has a cold, like, right. That wrecks havoc on our mind, body state and all the things, but just when there is a chronic condition that needs to be addressed, the feelings of just overwhelm and anxiety. I mean, they've certainly swallowed me up from time to time. And I would love to say that I'm, I'm removed from that now, but it's of course not the case, but so tell us, let us in on some of these strategies to, to help take down the anxiety and, and be more present and helpful for our kids. Absolutely. Well, and I, you know, I connect with that a lot too, Andrew, because my, both of my kids have struggled with um, some minor eczema there since, you know, within a few months of life that we noticed it. And just the, especially coming from, you know, my background where I know the holistic strategies, you know, I know that healing our bodies and supporting them from the root is so important, but there's still a stress and anxiety that comes in as a mom when you're trying to heal your kiddos. And it just, if you let it, it can be so overwhelming. <laughs> and so I've really, really, you know, do really leaned into these strategies, which, um, you know, food is so, so important. And I tell my moms all the time, like we are eating, we're already eating, which we're already feeding you know, in the same way. We're already feeding our kids. Yep. We may as well figure out how to do it in a way that supports our stress response, that supports our anxiety and doesn't cause more stress on our body. And that is really a foundational step is to start feeding yourself in a way that helps support the help support that anxiety response and, and decrease that stress. And what I teach women and what I think is so important is that we're eating regularly, you know, really starting to build those habits of eating three meals plus snacks if you need it to really balance your blood sugar is going to do wonders to support your stress response. Making sure that the food you do eat is very nutrient dense because those nutrients are what are getting burned up in our stress response, especially for us moms. You know, some of us have been dealing with anxiety our whole lives. And so we have have this 
situation where our body has been under stress for so long. And that stress response is almost an automatic response. And it's depleting our minerals and our nutrients and our vitamins that we desperately need to be able to keep systems online. And so that's why you often see with women who are super stressed, like in my case, you know, dealing with fertility issues, dealing with hormonal imbalances, you have cycles that are you know, heavy periods, really painful cycles, really painful periods, really huge issues with their monthly cycles. And a lot of us, it's like you talked about the traditional medical system. The traditional medical system looks at that and it's like, eh, normal, here's some birth control. Like, you know, it's it's just, you know, how it is. Well, that's not true. And just like when we take our kids with eczema to the doctor and they really have no great, you know, help for us there, it's the same with women. Until we learn how our bodies work and what is actually what it, how it's actually supposed to work, we can't give it what it needs. And that's kind of where you start. You start by giving it what it needs with the nutrients. And then my other, I have kind of foundational five. We could do the nourishment. You know, you start moving in a way that's not causing more stress on your body because I think a lot of us come from diet culture where we're exercising like these crazy hit workouts. We're working out so much. We're doing a ton of cardio. And with someone who's super stressed, that's not helpful. Um, so that's kind of the second pillar. The third pillar is um, really looking at your sleep, your rest, making sure that is in place, that you're getting the rest and recovery you need to be able to recover from those stress responses and start making your body feel safe. And then um, fourth is our environment. What can we do to limit the extra stress that we're putting on our body, whether that is, you know, toxins that we're coming into contact with, the stress of like our lifestyles, how can we limit that? You know, are there things that we can change, move around and how we're approaching life that can help reduce that stress? And then the fifth one is our mindset and really how we approach health, how we approach our bodies, how we approach understanding what is going on. And, you know, really coming at it from a point of we have a lot of control and we have a lot of amazing tools that God has given us to heal ourselves and our kids that we just don't talk too much about in the traditional medical system. And when we start kind of shifting into that empowered mindset where you have a lot at your disposal to learn about and do it slow because <laughs> we don't want to jump in and overwhelm ourselves with too much, you know, focus on one at a time and start getting things into place that are going to help reduce that stress. Uh, it's just, it's incredible to see how much healing can come from that. I mean, and that's the thing you can't be past where you are, but I love that these are just digestible steps. You can, they, they build on themselves. It's the same with our healing protocol. Once you start doing one thing and have mastered it, you you're able to take on another. And once you've got the ghee, you can do the oil. And once you've got that you can start addressing the water and it really does build on itself. I would imagine that some of the foods that you recommend, I love that you recommend like regularity and just a schedule. I think that does a lot for not only our littles, but ourselves and just people as well for just an anxiety based condition. I would imagine the foods that you recommend are grounding. Yes, absolutely. I think that when we get to a point well, we've gotten to a point in our culture where we're looking at what I don't even call food as kind of regular occurrences in our lives where these you know, products that are even available at the grocery store in most of the aisles are not really food that our body recognizes. And so we're, you know, we're putting this stuff in that we're not even taught is causing additional stress on our body because it, it doesn't recognize what it's eating. And so when we get back to kind of those traditional foods and to the things that are meant to provide 
a whole complex of different nutrients to work together to help those um, cells really get what they need, your body gets super excited about it and starts really that realizing that those nutrients are coming. And what I see with a lot of women and what I've had in my history is, you know, when we come from these diet culture backgrounds where we've really restricted our eating or we've cut out whole food groups or, you know, all these things where we've kind of done a lot in the, in, you know, thinking of weight loss or, or whatever it is in these restrictive cycles, our bodies have gotten to a point where they can't trust that nutrients are coming and we're not eating foods that were traditionally relied on or traditionally prepared in a way that actually gives us the nutrients um, to really help our bodies get those building blocks. And so getting back to the whole foods approach, 100% is important, but also just, you know, teaching our bodies it's okay. We're not coming from this restriction, trying to force it to do something and more trying to create a safe environment for it really creates that environment of healing. And I know you talk about, um, you know, things like which may seem a little overwhelming. So, you know, those of you listening, if this seems overwhelming to you, know that it is a step in the process. You know, we're building on things, as Andrea said. This is something that you want to take small steps and get there. But when we start traditionally preparing things like beans or, you know, sprouting our foods, soaking our foods, really getting back to those traditional methods that help our bodies actually get the nutrients out of it and get the things that keep our bodies from being able to break down food out of it, that's a whole way to start reducing stress on your body and what you eat and making sure that you're kind of increasing the nutrients that you're getting. Yeah. Hear that. I mean, that's just what <laughs> you, you take in, you and your kids are taking in day in and day out. That's what's building your little one's tissues. And that is, I mean, it was the biggest step for me and it's certainly the biggest first step for my listeners is, you know, finding time to actually process our own food. Like we have gotten really removed from that. And it seems like this insurmountable hurdle sometimes to, to do this kind of stuff, but preaching to the choir, you can do it. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's where I go back to. And I know that you emphasize this with your listeners as well is just like your listeners have taken, are starting to take those steps or, you know, are fully within the process of healing, you know, your kid's eczema. It starts with small steps. It starts with first, you know, understanding what do their little bodies need to be able to start healing? How do we really, you know, replenish their gut, get those nutrients into their bodies, you know, do things in a way that reduces stuff in their environments. It's all a gradual process and it does build on itself. It's the same with you. It's the same with your anxiety, with your stress. And so when you see that stress has become a part of your life that's really impacting it and maybe causing more overwhelm than you want, like Andra teaches, with yourself, do the same. And a lot, and honestly, a lot of the things that I know Andra teaches on how we feed our kids apply to us too and can help our bodies heal. And so by even just taking the things that you've learned about your kids, applying those to your own life and pouring into those and building from there can be a great starting point and a really, really good way to take the knowledge that you're learning from Andra and build on it even more. Rachel, in all honesty, I'm I'm thankful for our experience with these chronic conditions, actually. I mean, my oldest has celiacs and the middle two uh, eczema has just been a thing. And it's, it's forced us to up level our lives in all regards. Our entire family is healthier because, because of this situation. I mean, I would love for this to have happened, you know, before things got so dire, but when you do see your kids struggling and that's the biggest motivation that I can possibly think of, I'll do anything for my kids. There's a lot of things I'm like, ah, this isn't great for me, but 
that's okay. But my kids, I'll, I'll turn myself inside out as would any of our listeners. So those are all just great points. Oh, absolutely. And I think honestly, when I look back on my journey, Andrew, the reason that, you know, it was so important to me was because it affected my having kids, you know, and I wanted when, as I was learning and realizing, how important it was what I put on my body and how much that affects my children, you know, during pregnancy, how my history affects pregnancy, how, you know, even the way they come into this world affects their health. That started becoming way more important to me, but it definitely took that, you know, that push to think about it from the perspective of my children. And it's, I'm sure it's the same for your listeners. It's like we get on these journeys because it's a lot easier for us moms to focus on serving our families and making sure that their help is prioritized. It's not always the easiest to then take those things and apply it to ourselves. We're very, you know, I think quick to put ourselves kind of on the side and focus on these things for our kids which is so important. And of course, a, a role of, of us as moms. But one of the things I also really emphasize with my with my moms is it's really important that you take care of yourself too. And the reason for that is we cannot show up, especially with our kids who have chronic conditions and we have, you know, we're learning new lifestyles. We're learning ways to heal their bodies. We cannot show up as a mom um, and be in strength and an empowerment in, in healing that situation if we're not also taking care of ourselves. And that a lot of times can seem overwhelming because it's like, how do I fit in self-care or taking care of myself or doing these things for myself when I just want to figure out how to feed my kid in a way that's going to help him or her, you know, stop having eczema flare-ups or stop dealing with this chronic condition. But the truth is, like Andrew and I talk about, like we just start applying little things. We start making small shifts. And before you know it, you're Andrew looking back on your life going, I am so thankful for all the small steps I took to get here because now I have a family that is healing and a family that is, you know, is has this wonderful foundation of health that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been down this journey. And it's the same way with us as moms. We will get there. It's always a journey. As I'm sure Andrew talks about, health is a journey. It always will be. We will always be adapting and shifting, whether it's our kids, whether it's us, whether it's our husbands, you know, all of that is going to change as we enter into different stages of life. But if we kind of shift our mindsets to this more gradual progress over perfection, looking at how far we're coming, it really can do wonders to help encourage you to keep that momentum and keep going. And then, like I said, before you know it, you'll look back and be like, I don't even recognize who me or my family are anymore. We're like, you know, lo low tox and we're soaking all of our beans and sprouting them for days before we eat them. And it's not even a thought anymore. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you kind of start that stuff, it, it seems a little bit more overwhelming than it is. And it just becomes kind of second nature, which is a pretty cool place to end up. Yeah. It, best case scenario, right? Like you, enlightenment or just evolvement happens when you can have, when you can like maintain this sense of inner peace and, and happiness and joy despite your external circumstances. Right. Because that's, that's, that's really <laughs> what it is. Like that's the goal because your external circumstances, you'll never be able to control. How do you go from so tired, so anxious, just so lost in what's even triggering this condition and what's going on with your kid. You're stressed about their stress. I know that's where I was. And really you're at the bottom of the total pole as far as the things that you need to get done. Obviously you still have to manage your, your work and your home and your marriage and all of those things. Where do you suggest that, that people start with 
I mean, this idea of self-care or making time for yourself? Yeah. Um, so I really, really recommend two first steps if they're not doing them already. One, if you're really experiencing that stress, that anxiety, um, really showing up as a, as a true overwhelm in your life and you just you need something that's going to help that. There's something called an adrenal cocktail that you can add in once a day. It's super easy. It's you can I have a podcast with a freebie on how to mix them, you know, different options you have, but it's basically any form of vitamin C. I like orange juice, a form of potassium. You can do coconut, you know, water or cream of tartar, um, a little bit of sodium. And basically what it's doing is it's really giving your adrenals what it needs to be able to start functioning a little bit better. Because when you're in this constant state of stress, you're burning through sodium, potassium, and vitamin C at a rapid, rapid rate. And if we start replenishing that daily in something that I find very easy, because you can just kind of even mix up a pitcher of it, keep it in your fridge and just pour it once a day, you start replenishing those stores of nutrients. And so that's a really, really great place to start because it's easy. You can, like I said, Said, you can mix up a pitcher of it for the week or for a few days, keep it in your fridge around 10 or 2 p.m. is kind of an ideal time if you can. But if not, just get it in whenever. You're going to want to put that into your life. Add that in. That can do a lot to start helping your body handle that stress. It's also going to help a lot with your energy, which let's be honest, we all moms, we need more energy, especially when we're dealing with chronic conditions. So that's a really great first, play, first step to start. The second step is to try to start eating breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour of waking. And before you tell me that's impossible, it does not have to be huge. It can be something simple like yogurt, something simple like cottage cheese. You're just aiming for something that has protein, carbs, maybe a little fat to really get your body start feeling safe as soon as it wakes up in the morning because that's when your stress response is starting to go online. And if we I know as moms, it can be very easy to get caught up in the morning routine of getting kids out the door, of cooking for kids, or even just getting them breakfast or whatever's going on in the mornings. We forget to feed ourselves. If you get into the habit and just start trying just to have something even you can just grab and build from there that has all of those things in it. And I've got some, I've got plenty of, you know, suggestions. You can find an episode on my podcast that talks about this as well. If we can start at those two steps you're really going to start supporting that stress response when it is really getting to a point where it's like, it's your body saying, I'm desperate. I am running on empty and it's starting to affect other systems in your body. So if you start with that adrenal cocktail and you start eating breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour, it's going to help that stress response in your body understand, okay, nutrients are coming. We aren't going to starve today. And it starts getting into a system where those cortisol levels and your stress hormones are going to calm down just a little bit more than they have been used to. And so those are really the two really practical steps I always recommend you start with. And then we go from there to really start making sure you're eating regularly throughout the day. Depending on how stressed you are, you're probably aiming for every three to four hours to eat either a meal or a snack that has that fat, protein, carbs all together to really help just support your blood sugar, which impacts your stress response so, so much. So I hope that, that those are helpful steps, but that's where I always recommend women start because it can take some time to get used to that. It can take some time to get used to waking up in the morning and actually feeding yourself. It can take some time to get used to, you know, mixing an adrenal cocktail, whether that's for a few days or even just every day and making that a habit that you're used to. But it does amazing, amazing things to help really support those those cells and your body at the root as it's trying to handle the stress that it's that it's under. Sure. Yeah, those those are doable steps. We can we can do that. 
Do you have a morning practice that helps you kind of put your head on straight before you start the day? I do. And the days that I don't do it are noticeably worse than the days that I do. Um, Really. And one of the things I have right now that's really, really helpful and is a great place for moms to start too is just an eight daily habits that really can help um, decrease your stress. And I, I include a few of these things in there because they are just so integral to how my day is going to go and how I respond to the stress of my day. Because let's be honest, we're always going to have stress as moms. There's just going to be stuff that we have to react to with kids and schedules and all, all the things that we have on our plate. The The goal is really to build the resiliency of your body to be able to handle that stress in a way that's not going to cause this, this chronic anxiety, this chronic overwhelm. And so mornings are so, so key. Um, and again, I'm going to go back to just saying, you know, start small, pick something you're already doing and, and kind of pour into that and let it grow. Um, but my morning routine is always, I get up, I get dressed first thing. I've started doing this over probably the past three to four months and just putting my clothes on with, I, I do shower at night. So if you shower in the morning, you know, you may want to incorporate that into your getting dressed as well. But getting up and getting myself, my clothes on before I clothe the child, before I change a child, before I, you know, do anything for the children or the husband or anything else helps me get my mind into, okay, I know what's coming today. I have done at least one very tiny thing for myself to get me into a mindset to handle the day. And it does so much just for my mindset for showing up because I've taken that that brief second to just you know, in some ways, pour into myself by putting my clothes on and not just rushing out to like do stuff as quickly as I can and then trying to fit in throwing my clothes on before I go out the door or whatever I'm doing. Sorry. Isn't yes. it bananas that that's like even a thing? I just, I, I so hear that. I just started doing It's ridiculous. Well. Yeah. It's just crazy. And it's not even like good clothes. I just, I, I do that now. I brush my teeth and I get dressed ideally. I mean, now my baby is 10 months. So when you have babies younger than that, like I, I couldn't, you know, when they wake up, you kind of need to wake up and immediately feed them. So I just love that I'm in this place in my life now where I can, I can get up, get my teeth brushed, wash my face and put on clothes, you know, before feeding a baby. And my husband really helps with that as well. And he's, He's fantastic. And I completely agree. I still, I, I will just say, I still co-sleep with my eight-month-old. And so there are days, there are mornings where he will wake up before I'm kind of scheduled to get up and I will have to roll over and feed him before I hop out of bed and get dressed. But like that is still the first step that I try to do as soon as I can put him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is amazing. I, it's amazing how simple that step can, how that simple step can really make a difference. But the second thing is to spend some kind of time in prayer or scripture, no matter how quick, how, you know, I mean, it can be as simple as opening the Bible app on my phone and reading the verse of the day, and then just praying while I'm brushing my teeth (laughs) or putting my clothes on or whatever it is. Um, And just doing something to just reset my mind to focus on the Lord and have that mindset going going forward to the day. Because the days that I don't do even something, whether it's, and sometimes it, it's just popping dwell app into my ears and, or, you know, playing it in the bathroom while I'm putting my clothes on or playing it while I'm cooking breakfast. Ideally, I would love to actually sit down and journal for at least five minutes, but let's be honest, sometimes that doesn't happen. But some way of getting scripture and prayer into my morning routine um, always helps me just stay focused on you know, showing up for my calling as a mom, showing up as a wife, you know, showing up as a daughter of the king and being able to do that effectively and just 
keep keep that reminder. And the days that I don't, it just it makes a huge it makes a huge difference. It really does. I'm gonna say the third thing is I, I always eat breakfast, which is what I, I told I told my listeners that is a huge priority to make sure that I'm getting food into my body within 30 minutes to an hour. So those three things are like my non-negotiables. Um, and when the non-negotiables don't get negotiated out of my morning because I've decided to, you know, not prioritize them, it makes a huge difference in my mornings. How do you prep your body for sleep? Oh, and that I, I think is such a great question because really when I have moms that are struggling with their morning routines, we always have to go back to the night routine, right? Um, because when you your nights are are running well, then your morning is going to run so much better. And so for me, it's laying my clothes out the night before or at least knowing what I'm putting on where they are. I like to review the scripture that I looked at that morning. I don't, I will admit, I don't always do this. We're having we're having some struggles with my eight-month-old going to sleep right now. And so nights are a little crazy. Really taking that time to just set the intention for the next morning, whether that be making sure I know where my clothes are or actually putting them out. Really, you know, reflecting on the scripture that I had for the day helps kind of calm my mind. And then what has been so, so key in the last probably year is really being very intentional about bedtimes and wake times for my phone um, or I'm or really screens in general, where I am cutting those off as at a very intentional time every night and giving my body, you know, a chance to relax, get away from screens and start really getting into the mode of going to sleep. I mean, and I talk a lot about this as for, for littles, right? It's just, you you have to get the blue light out of your vision for a good amount of time before they go to sleep. And it's important to remember to do that for yourself. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I know some, that, that is like my Hulu time, right? Is like after the kids go to bed while I brush my teeth, that's, that's it. Need, need to stop that. I'm letting all the skeletons out of my closet. Totally get it. And I do. And, you know, like my husband and I, we love we love to watch shows. And so we will pick one to two nights a week that we're going to do that. And it's going to be later. You know, it's going to be you know, we're not going to be cutting off screens for as long as we would ideally like. But I think just being intentional about it and knowing when that time is really helps us to support our bodies and understand like, yeah, sure, there there are nights that we're going to watch, we're going to watch a show and, and we're going to be watching that till, you know, nine, nine 30, 10 o'clock, right before we go to bed, which is probably not the most ideal, but, um, you know, everything when, when we start being intentional about that, those kinds of things. So I think it just makes a huge difference on how it impacts our bodies. Yeah. 100%. I mean, my work block is also <laughs> like at eight thirty PM, you know, so that's, that's just where we are, but I think giving yourself grace on that and, you know, often I'm so tired that it, even though I work and then watch like five minutes of a Hulu show while I brush my teeth, I still just go straight to bed as soon as I am able. I think I was working till 11 o'clock last night. So it's definitely not, um, definitely not getting my bedtime awake time for my screens in last night, but it is absolutely 100% about grace and about understanding that, you know, it just, we do what we can and we do the best with what we have and you move on from there and you grow from there. And that's, that's really is, is also what I know you emphasize and I emphasize is having grace for yourself as a mom, for what you're doing and understanding that you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job on yourself already. I guarantee you there are things that you are doing to take care of yourself already that you're not even giving yourself credit for. And of course, you know, all of the things that we're doing for our kids. I just always try to emphasize that because I know that we tend to not tell ourselves that we're doing a good job. It just needs to be on repeat all the time. Talk to yourself like you would 
your kid on a good day. Right. (laughs) Well, Rachel, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. We all, we all need to hear this. How do our listeners get in touch with you, find out what you're up to and, and get more. Absolutely. Um, so the best place to find me right now is on my podcast. I am all over on the stress to refreshed podcast and over there you can find, um, you know, on my show notes, you can find my, my most recent, you know, guide to really incorporating those eight daily habits that are going to help you reduce your anxiety. Um, and, or, you know, any of the other freebies, the other episodes that I have are really help are a great foundational step to start on just kind of listening and learning about what you can do as a mom for your body and start taking really easy, practical steps to start kind of transitioning this focus on healing your kids to also healing yourself at the same time. Come over to the podcast, check me out there and you can find all the ways to reach me. Awesome. Well, thanks again for your time, Rachel, and we'll talk to you soon. So great, right? Don't forget yourself this Valentine's day. And if you're looking to hang out with like-minded parents or if you're struggling with a particular question, I'd love to help you over at the Eczema Solutions for Kids Natural Healing and Comfort Group. And if you're getting anything out of this podcast or these interviews specifically, would you write a written review on Apple Podcasts? That would just fill my bucket with so much love. Take care, guys. You are doing excellent. Hey, friend. If today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.